to the Real Estate and Chill Podcast, the newest and coolest podcast. So tune in to experts discussing the real estate market, loan officer James Chaudhry and associate real estate broker Kevin Iglesias. Beware, this is not another boring podcast. This right here is the shit you need to hear respectfully. Welcome, 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 welcome. All this right. is episode six of the Real Estate and Chill podcast. Uh, my name is James Chattery. I'm a loan officer at United Mortgage. We have a very, very special guest today, but first we'll introduce this guy, Kevin, for I'm some reason. Kevin Iglesias, <laughs> <laughs> associate broker of Realty Connect USA. Today we have a VIP guest. Uh, we dropped everything we had to do to make this happen. We have the female Hulk of wholesaling. She's a super mom, super wholesaler. We have Stacy from Wontog. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. What an introduction. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you very much. Thank you for coming. And we like the green outfit you have yes. on the yeah, Hulk. We have I the mean, whole theme going today. Really? I mean, I figured it was perfect. <laughs> so before we even start the video, uh, make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah, let's give them a like. Let's give him like a five second, you know, time slot to do All that right. real quick. Sounds All right. good. Or should I throw it at you? <laughs> All right. All right. I think we're good. All right. All right. So if you guys do that, thank you for that. We appreciate it. If you don't, we don't like you. No, nah, we still like you, <laughs> but just make sure to do it next time. <laughs> All right. So, so let's get into it. Let's get into it right away. So what is a wholesaler? That's the question that people, like, the terminology goes in. We don't know what it 100% is. What is a wholesaler? So a wholesaler, in short, is somebody who gets an off-market property in contract, and then they typically will assign the contract to an actual buyer. Gotcha. That sounds so complicated, but, like, when (laughs) (laughs) when you, like, actually look at it, I mean, so with what you do, you know, how difficult is it to get through that whole process? Is the most difficult part getting the contract? Is it finding the buyer? Is it like, what's the most difficult part about it? So I think depending on where you are and who your network is, finding a buyer less for me is really not a problem. Um, and But finding sellers, especially with inflated prices right now, is very interesting. Um, I think a lot of sellers don't understand the value of their home and they're so used to holding on to a non-performing asset, it almost doesn't feel urgent to sell it. It's, it's more of that emotional attachment, I feel like, right? I'd be like, oh, my house is worth a million dollars in a 250 <laughs> medium-range neighborhood. That's, that's what I see. I mean, real estate-wise, people just think the home is worth a million dollars. Not only that, but some people just irrationally don't want to have the conversation because they think you're calling with some sort of a scam. Someone yesterday said, I can't sell the house. My tigers and bears live inside. Like they were just <laughs> messing with me. And I was just like, oh go God. on. Like I couldn't wait to see what the guy would say next. What did you say to him? I was just like, oh, okay. I mean, that sounds like the neighbors wouldn't handle it very well. <laughs> like, I would have said tigers and bears. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Can I purchase tickets to that zoo or, right? It's not up to me. <laughs> if I get the contract, totally. <laughs> but um, what difficulties do you run into, right? Because there's not a lot of wholesalers that are public other than yourself and a few others. Well, you know, we you know we briefly talked about before that in other states it's it's a little bit more popular, but in New York there isn't a gigantic wholesale community in my opinion. I think that there's a lot of people who do it virtually from other states that send deals in this way, but 
you know, if there's a ton of wholesalers here in New York, I don't really know them yet, but I would love to. So, um, you know, I think that, you know, the wholesale community kind of growing right now is really important for this area because there is a wave of distress coming. Now, I mean, all right, so on the Scary. agent side, yeah, on the agent <laughs> side, um, the inventory is so low. Like, even for investors, like foreclosures, short sales that are approved, it's so low. A lot of properties I'm seeing are being sold occupied, which not a lot of people want to get into. Mm-mm. And when you see now, when you see, like, a REO on the market, it just it's gone, and it's gone for over-asking. It's insane right now. Yeah, even the renovation I'm working on now, I bought it during the pandemic at a public administrator sale, and I paid way more than... I originally intended. Um, And I think that, you know, as far as, you know, getting these deals in contract like that and beating other people for prices, you know, that's always going to be, unfortunately, the off market is very cutthroat. Yeah. You know, I actually got a text message from somebody today that said, hey, I was just on the phone with somebody from such and such address. They say you're in contract with them. Like, Man, (laughs) literally, you just spoke to my homeowner, and I only know you from Facebook. You know, so you know the it can be very cutthroat behind the scenes. So, like with the whole you know transition of getting that you know seller to get their home purchased. So you know, in the meantime, when you buy the when you you know when you talk to the seller, you know you get them to sign a contract. They make an agreement with you. Um, After they sign that agreement with you, do you sell it right away, or do you like keep it? hold it for a period of time, like do some renovations and then sell it to somebody else. So wholesales is very different than fix and flip. Um, I will never do any work on a property or even, I don't really deal with tenants at all personally, but I would never put a dime into a house before closing. And if you're actually going to close on the house, then it's not really a wholesale. You're really buying and flipping, which there's closing costs, carrying costs associated with, Um, wholesaling is very underestimated because, you know, pushing paper, as people call it in the industry, um, it's very lucrative and you really only have to invest a small deposit on each contract and you don't have to do any of that, right? Um, And to kind of circle back to what you said before, you know, inventory is low on your guys' side of business. But a lot of people now are exploring this new thing called hybrid wholesaling where wholesalers make relationships with someone in the retail market. And if maybe I get something, I get a homeowner who's interested in selling, but they would rather take their turn at the market. But I've put work into getting the lead, finding the information, having the sale. Well, I'll partner with you. Maybe you'll list it for 6% and give me some of the money. And we collaborated now. Oh, okay. You know, it's it's a newer concept that's coming out. But if you Google hybrid wholesaling or go on YouTube, there's a sea of it in, from people in other states doing it. Gotcha. So it's, it's going to be happening. It's coming into the market now. For sure. I mean, I do it actively now in my life. Oh, nice. awesome. oh. What did you do before this? So I started off as a bill collector. I really? spent oh, wow. 13 years in a call That's center. That's why your sounds familiar. <laughs> oh, did you owe AT&T Wireless some money? Or maybe it was OmniPoint back then, right? So how is that? That's interesting. You know, working in a call center at the time seemed crummy, and I was just doing it to pay my college tuition. Um, but present day, it is probably the most of my experience. Forget about college, technical school, anything that I did, I learned the most from my training being a bill collector. 
I mean, because you're in the business of wholesaling, right? So you have to do all aspects. You put the signs out. You have to cold call, flyers, mailers, everything. I do everything except for the bandit signs. Oh, you don't do the bandit signs? I think that there's like I a lot of... I think you should start, not to cut you off, do the Hulk bandit signs now. <laughs> oh, no. No bandit signs. Well, you know, look, you got to go out in the middle of the night. You have to... I know. That's when I see them all. Stick them all over the place. And by the time the morning comes, you have the town calling you with, like, where do I serve you a summons because you oh, have a really? violation. Yeah, you're not... It's hard to know where you are and are not allowed to post these things. I gotcha. see them everywhere. All over the place, yeah, right? Like, too. I see everywhere, like, Joey buys houses. Like, who is Joey? <laughs> 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 I see Sorry, Joey. Sorry, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you have, like, a, a script at the... You know, at the call center that you're working at? Yeah. Can we, sure. Should we try it out? Can you be you and then I'll be... Are we doing bill collections yeah, or wholesale? bill collections. Okay, but we're going to skip the legal disclosures. You okay. already said... <laughs> you already said... Because you have to say a bunch of legal mumbo-jumbo ahead. Yes. So you're already... Hi, yes, I verified who you are. Sounds good. Let's make it happen. Okay. All right, Joe. Um, so this is Joe, correct? I am Joe. All right. So I have here, <laughs> I have here a bill for AT and T Wireless. You owe eight hundred and ninety-seven dollars and forty-four cents. I'm here to collect your balance in full. Are you ready to pay by check or credit card today? Eight hundred and what? I think my daughter must have run this bill up. I have no idea what you're talking about. All right. So just so that you understand, you did sign the sales agreement. So regardless of who used the phone, you are responsible for the bill. But I understand your frustration with your daughter. I'll tell you right now, if you go get your checking account, I'll knock 25, maybe 30% off the bill right now, and we can clear your name of this today. Stacy, I'm not paying. I'm switching to Sprint. Well, listen, you'll always be able to get another cell phone, but this bill will continue to go up, and it might be a judgment against your credit one day, and then they might be able to attach your assets to get the money back. Stacey, can I borrow some money to pay this bill? I'll pay you back. No, but you know what? If you have a family member right now, and I'll give you a 35% settlement, call me back with your friends or family member's checking account. We'll close this up today. You'll be done. Stacey, stop calling me. Click. <laughs> God, he couldn't even let me win. Win on the mock she call, you guys. She kept giving me more discounts. I had to, <laughs> I, I had to exit. That's it. Well, that's that okay. That when you good. call back, your settlement is null and void. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was good. That was good. Do you use a script when you cold call, like on the wholesaling aspect? Well, yes. Um, not necessarily a script, but I do. I'm a visual person. Me too. I forget to say things on the phone. I Even if I rehearse. I forget to say stuff. So I do put common objections to rebuttals, common rebuttals, um, easy to reply to intros, answering machine messages right on a piece of paper in front of me on my wall. Yeah. So I could just like read it if I need to. Gotcha. Wow. So, I mean, I'm huge. I love cold calling. Like, again, we spoke before the podcast. I got in the business in 2016. All my business was door knocking and cold calling. So I love to do it. And I used to work at a stockbroker firm. They had me cold calling Oh, nonstop. yeah. So you were in like a pit. Yeah, basically. Okay. And I would call people nonstop. So I got really used to it. And it's fun. I like it. You know, a lot of people are scared of it. But I think once you find that confidence in cold calling, you go there. If they give you an appointment in these times, it most likely the listing is yours now, right? Because timing is so valuable nowadays. Getting somebody to show you the house is key. Yeah. And I, I say this to everybody, you know, during every cold call class or any training I've ever given, ever, the first thing the first student says is, I don't want to be rejected. I don't want to have that feeling of someone hanging up on me. And the unfortunate truth is, <laughs> it's your rite of passage. If you don't do it, if you don't get rejected 600 times a week, 
you're not going to have successful cold yeah. call campaigns. I think in order to succeed in life, you have to fail yeah. multiple times. For sure. And calling people that aren't expecting your call is like you're kind of on the offense anyway. Yeah. You know, you have it. It's part of it. You have to deal with it. And I think it's, it's a good point that you make that cold calling is here to stay. You've okay, been doing it since you're 16. You're still doing it now, right? Oh, well, not since I'm 16. Since <laughs> <laughs> 2016. Oh, 2016. Okay. I wish. <laughs> Shoot. I'd be in the Bahamas somewhere right now. <laughs> Yo, I think that with the, um, the biggest thing with like cold calling is that you either pay to have your phone ring or you got you to gotta ring it yourself. Like True. You can spend yes. so much money advertising and stuff like that. That'll make your phone ring. If you're not going to spend money on that, you got to do it yourself. Quick story. Him and I met through cold calling. Okay. I rejected him a million times. Yeah, but yo, I don't say no. <laughs> I, yo, I, I go after you. That's it. I mean, that's what it takes. You right? know? I understand you decline, but I'll call you back tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, and I just be like, I'm blowing him off. I don't want to talk to this kid. He's so annoying. No, but he was very persistent. And persistence is key in this business. Follow-up game, yeah. Yeah, following up is the biggest thing in the real estate industry. For sure. So I respected that. And I was like, you know what? Let's meet. And we met at, like, Dunkin' Donuts. And then it was a love story. (laughs) (laughs) And now we have our own podcast. Yeah. Yeah, Which I pick on him on every episode. Well, I mean. And sometimes I don't have things to say back. But, you know, I'm a lover. That's just what it is. Not a fighter. (laughs) (laughs) So let's dive into, because you said... Obviously, people think when they go on YouTube, right? Everybody is like, oh, wholesale this, wholesale that. You'll make $100,000 in less than a year, this and that. Is it really as easy as it seems on YouTube? So, true and false. True that you can make $100,000, $300,000 in a year. False that it's easy. Okay. All right? You could have some months where you make nothing and then walk into a single month and make a hundred. <laughs> Yeah, and it rains everywhere. And, <laughs> you know, and, and then it, you could be six months without anything after that. You know, you could. There's also a certain amount of fail that happens with the, you know, with the files. Some wholesalers only do short sales. Some only do other things. You know, I try to diversify so I don't have those issues. Um, but, you know, the conversion rate is tough. It, it's a lot of work. And you have to be a hustler. <laughs> you know, you have to really hustle and be persistent. Question now, what is the process of a wholesale deal? Like once, let's say you find somebody who wants to sell the home. Can you walk us through that process? And you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No worries. So the first thing is usually for me the cold call, okay, or an email or a mailer, contact. Once they say yes, I'm interested, an offer is made. Once the offer is made, hopefully they accept. And then you move to contract. And then now we got to do title work. Maybe there's a short sale. There could be a one to 12-month road to walk down. And then hopefully you have a closing with a buyer. Um, I don't have this right now, but the biggest wholesalers have departments that do all their processing. Okay. Right now I am kind of a one-man show. Um, I'm doing all of the processing, all of the title clearance, but... The goal would be to have the wholesaler get the the deals, get the deals in contract, maybe work on any difficult issues that come up, but also have title clearance, short sale processing, maybe a department to deal, excuse me, deal with tenants, stuff like that. You know, it it's good to not spread yourself too thin because there is a lot of moving parts, and these properties might fail. You might not get a short sale approval. You might lose the homeowner in the meantime. So with these properties, um, do you order the title bill right away and then you wait until you 
it comes back and then you make your offer, I'm assuming? Is that how it works? No, because look, you know, God bless these title companies. Like a lot of them are willing to make relationships with people like me and not charge me up front to start a title search. But I'm not willing to spend their time to do that for me until at least I have a binding contract. Gotcha. You know, and you keep the deposits small so you're not really financially strapped down. And it is what it is anyway. Most of these houses are negative equity regardless. So it's not like there's anything wrong with that. All right. So one thing I want to dive into is like how long do you have to wait in order for that deal to close? Because like on our side, it's it's probably like 45 to 60 days now. It used to be like 30 before COVID. Everything was quick. We're getting quicker now, though, thankfully. But like when the summer happens, it's going to be crazy. But that was a little bit of sidetrack. But yeah, I mean. How long does it usually take? I think it depends on what type of sale it is. I think that if it's a straight sale and there's a deal like, yes, I'll accept five bucks for that house. Okay, we're in contract. I'll close as fast as a title will come in. Gotcha. But if it's a short sale, depending on the bank, I mean, it could be like a long. There's nothing short about a short sale. No, there isn't. I don't know who came up with that name, but like (laughs) it it can be very long. And sometimes the bank will drag you through 12 months and be like, you know what? We're not going to approve it. I know. I've done short sales myself, negotiated directly with the the bank, and it's it's time consuming. For sure. It's very hard to be the listing agent and the the negotiator. Yeah. So one thing that I did want to cover, because obviously we do have some people who are watching the show that don't know all the terms. So can one of you guys give me a definition of a short sale? Uh, when the bank will accept less than what is owed based on the value of the home. All the right. owner's you basically going through a hardship, you know, so they're paying off that debt. And, yeah, it's not it's not easy at all. Not, not I, at all. Yeah, I, I, I can tell how difficult it is. But that's something that, like, I don't know, hopefully nobody has to go through, you know. I mean, we saw that in, like, 08. Well, we're going to start thing. to see it a lot more now. You know, yeah, my lot. prediction is is that there's going to be a new wave. Like, the courts aren't really moving yet. It's yeah, no. There's no new foreclosure filings, but... There's people out there. There's attorney's offices stacking the complaints, waiting for them to be filed. It's coming. It's going to be a huge wave. Now, not to feed on anybody's hardships, but those those are the times when uh, it's really beneficial for investors and wholesalers, right? Because you have to go after those properties and make money. Yes, and, you know, this is a... A gray area, right? You know, a lot of people will say, how could you choose a job where you prey on other people's hardship? And I'm going to say that I respectfully disagree with that point of view because if you think about it, there's a mutual need. That homeowner is in distress and I want houses off market. (laughs) So why can't we make each other happy? Why does it have to be that I'm getting a leg up on someone's unfortunate situation? Like, I think that you know, it's almost like bringing a service to people that need it. If you could kind of change the way wholesaling is viewed, I think that's what it should be. Yeah. I think you're really paying for convenience. Like, I think that's a really service, what it is. And know. a service, yeah. Because think about it. If they don't, if, if certain people, you know, they don't have the funds to get something done, you can provide that. I agree with you completely. It's think, think about it. Just if somebody's in a hardship, a seller, right? And they have no money. They don't have any family. Stacey gives them a call and say, hey, look, you know, we can sell the home so you don't go into more financial hardship. Why not? You know, she's helping them out. And at the end of the day, everybody does a job that has to get paid. Yeah, I agree. And sometimes even like when the situations are more difficult, like let's forget about foreclosures because, you know, some people are embarrassed. But sometimes there's loss in the family, and it could be as basic as the children can't afford a funeral or whatever it is. Like, sometimes the need is really there. Yeah. 
what ways, like, what do you exactly do? So a lot of people drive for dollars. Mm -hmm. Do you drive for dollars? I certainly drive yes. for dollars. Awesome. So those great houses that you guys see, you basically find that information, you call and you get information on that, correct? Yeah. As a matter of fact, just this week, it's funny that we're talking about this because my friend and I worked together for Olex and okay. we drove for dollars and found a house in 2018. And this week we put it in contract. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't let leads die. If they're Great. not a deal today, maybe they'll be when I'm older. I don't know. Someday in the future. But they do not die in my CRM. Good. Good. Wow. Yeah, that's very CRMs important. are so important. Honestly, that's just like, that's just something that shows that. Do you send like an email blast? Do you follow up? Like what, what is that process for you? Like that CRM process? So I, I don't think people respond to emails on my end of the market. I wish they did more, but they're very few and far between. Uh, I think text messaging is my biggest, biggest response thing. rate because maybe like they're embarrassed that they're in debt, but they're willing to talk to you, yeah. Yeah. you know? So the text messaging is cool. And then for the most part, it's phone calls. I used to do a ton of mailers. I'm kind of like on a 0% response rate on printed mailers, but I used to also spend, when my business wasn't so busy, I would do handwritten letters to the houses oh, I make it more really wanted. Like, yeah, gotcha. You know, but that's which is smart. It's a lot of time, though. You it can't handwrite everybody a letter. Yeah, you should have a template. Hey, so and so. <laughs> but then it's not handwritten. <laughs> Switch the names. Yeah, right. <laughs> what do you do when you find a house? You know, with, that's boarded up, and like, what is that process? Do you go to public records? Like, what what basically do you do? So I like to use PropStream. I know there's like a lot of public information, real estate data gathering websites but i like prop stream especially because there's an app and while i'm driving i could snap the picture and go into prop stream and start my research actively right there you could even skip trace directly from there oh so like um like has a dialer basically no but you could hit skip trace and it spits back the information like oh, you could literally okay. find the house and sit there with prop stream and Find it, find the information, call them, and, like, not even have to drive away. Really? Um, so on our side, we have a program like HomeSnap, I think, does the same thing. Okay. Like, you take a picture of the house, it gives you the information, and sometimes it gives you the numbers. So yeah. it's pretty cool. There's a lot of good services out there. As a matter of fact, now, post-pandemic, because so many people are, like, the remote work world is yeah. exploding. There are some really crazy platforms that are going to come out over the next six months. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Definitely. Everything is changing now. And you either have to adapt or die, basically. You mm. have to, you know, be willing to change with the times or you're gonna get left behind. Yeah, for sure. You gotta get on board with being as technologically savvy as you possibly can. You know, I even think that like having, you know, a podcast or a good social media presence, it helps with the homeowner relationships too, because even the people that tell me like you know, <laughs> I tell them, like, all we right, have to blur those <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, even, you know, even, even though, like, you Damn, know, she gave two, one for you <laughs> and one for me. I did, I did, I did, sorry, guys, uh, I think that, you know, any homeowner that's like, you're a scam, don't call me, that I always tell them, look, I understand, I'm sorry to upset you, check me out on Instagram, and some of them actually do, and they come back. Let me check her Insta. <laughs> Please hold. Please <laughs> like, like. <laughs> but no, social media is a big thing. And this guy basically like peer pressured me to get on social media because I was never on it. I don't understand why you weren't. I mean, like Kevin was getting these crazy, like cool videos. 
he's posting them on YouTube. I mean, YouTube's obviously great, but um, there's so much, you know, untapped space in like Instagram and Facebook. I think Instagram right now is the biggest thing. Like, I think like out of all social media platforms, everyone wants to like circle their followers back to Instagram. And it's just like a huge funnel. It's just like you find people on TikTok, yeah. Clubhouse, you know, YouTube, whatever it is, Facebook, and they just all funnel back to Instagram, yeah. I feel like. It's one big networking place, you know? I mean, I was just very low-key. I like to just make my money, stay low-key, and that's it. But obviously, like I said, you have to adapt. And now we have our own podcast, so it's exciting. It's not even just that. Like, imagine every other person that's, like, more green, less experienced than you that will watch your podcast after you. Maybe they will also be like, man, maybe I should do that. You know, like, it's it's not just about, like, your business. And maybe you're happy with your income and whatever it is. Maybe you, like, you make more money than everybody. But I'm broke. <laughs> maybe you know are you hiring <laughs> yes i am actually since you like to yo put call. your applications in olex call properties OLEX. yes we'll, we'll plug your information towards the end <laughs> you know i uh I, I i think that there's something to be said for like you know high school kids and people who are up and coming or afraid to like take that step into you know a field where you're essentially working for yourself and you might not get paid today or tomorrow or the next day and every one of us that puts a little bit more content out helps that movement of the younger people to come up it's true i mean like i said i'm not uh i just got onto social media like what a month ago and what I do now is I do like a, like a lot of top producer tips where I give tips and people comment back like, oh, this is so good. You know, this motivates me or this gives me confidence. So they ask me questions. So it's pretty cool. You know, you get to uh, give that motivation out and that information to somebody who may be needing it. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, our editor, Mike, is a young guy, too. So I know he was talking about like high schoolers and things like that. This guy does all of our work, and he's amazing. Shout out to Mike. Shout out to Mike. Yeah, Mike. Again, don't look for him, all right? We will not show him on camera. <laughs> he's our secret weapon. Oh, okay. He's trapped. So have you seen, um, <laughs> have you seen like, some of the people... Are you on TikTok? No, I'm not. All right, so there's basically, like, this one dude who I always see on TikTok talking about um, real estate wholesaling. His name is... I think his name is Kong. Um, so basically what he does is he basically, like, motivates, like, a younger audience sure. to, like, get into real estate wholesaling. Sure. Um... He makes it seem very easy, kind of like what Kevin was talking about earlier. Yeah. Like, he's just like, oh, yeah, you can do it. Like, anybody can do it. Just go find a property and literally just sell it. And, like, I feel like it's not as simple as it might seem to be on his page. But I think there is some sort of, like, clarity there where, like, you can make money. I mean, obviously, you know, we have you on the show right now in front of us, and you're somebody who's telling us that you can do it. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's just interesting how, like, we were talking about, like, the whole college thing and, like, how now, you know, these social media platforms are kind of just, like, taking over like they're telling people like don't go to college or just do this and people are listening you know and they're looking for more people in that industry to like follow and like learn from you yeah know? I agree and I disagree with that approach I think that I I would have done quite a bit for somebody to teach me about this part of the world or to teach me anything about real estate for crying out loud like I didn't even leave college knowing what a mortgage was or how to file my income tax like yeah. any of these things I didn't know what an LLC was I feel like these are basic things that professionals need to know, like kind of industry-wide, not even just industry-wide, like entrepreneur-wide, right? Yeah. And I think that I disagree with wholesalers making it perceived as easy because it's not just about find a house, convince the seller. Like you have to understand seller psychology. You have to understand people. People, right? Personalities. You, you have to have 
sales skills. Even when you have them, you have to develop them. So it's about so much more than just learning about a house that has boards on the windows. You have to learn like a whole bunch of areas to be really great at it. Yeah, honestly, like I feel like with the whole presence online, everyone's kind of just like, flaunting money and just like oh look everybody's at everybody's rich like, on instagram yeah super rich except for me i'm broke yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean i'm driving a nissan ultima and i got a broken front bumper and i'm proud of it because all of my money goes back into the business and i don't got a front for anybody good i mean and, and you touch base on things right llc's um knowing real estate mortgages financing they don't teach us that in school no. In high school, which did you learn it in college? Did uh, did any? Well, I dropped out of college. Well, my I first did mother. too. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Four time dropout, guys. <laughs> and I that's why out. you could be successful. Like you know, I think the message shouldn't be you don't have to go to college. It should be if college don't work out for you, you are not a failure. Yeah. You have other options, and there's an endless sea of them that nobody taught you. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's that pressure that society gives you. Like, if you don't go to college, you're basically a failure. But there's so many. We talked about this on the last episode. So many people who didn't go to college were like millionaires, billionaires who make six figures a year, you know, doctor salaries without having that degree. And do you need a license to be a wholesaler? No, Um, you can get a real estate license if you want, but I prefer not to. I think it limits me. Okay, interesting. Limit you as far as. So, you know, there's a, the moratorium on realtor, licensed realtors cold mm-hmm. calling right now. Yeah. doesn't affect me. R- oh, so you can cold call, basically. Yeah, Kumo keeps extending that out every... every I have month. no idea. I'm <laughs> unaffected. You know, and stuff like that, like, you guys could never go knock on somebody's door that already has a realtor assigned. I can. You know, I, I can market to whoever I wish. I don't have to check ahead of time if they're signed with a realtor. While I do go out of my way to avoid those things because I don't want extra layers in my deals. I think that um, I would rather partner with realtors and look at that whole that hybrid model because yeah. you just I'm just gonna cover more of Long Island that way. I don't even I've never heard of that hybrid model before today, but that does definitely seem very interesting. But you know, I have you know, I really do want to know like what does your schedule look like? You know, you do a lot of different things. Like how She's does a your super wholesaler slash super mom, two kids. Two how kids. did the name Olex even come about as well? So uh, my older son is Oliver, my younger son is Alex and Olex. Oh, okay, that's cool. Sorry to cut you off in your question, so let's go back to that. <laughs> no, no worries. <laughs> we usually don't care what James says anyway. Uh, I care. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Somebody cares. Mike, well, do you care? No. (laughs) (laughs) So what's your everyday schedule look like? Back to James. So, I mean, I get up before my family. I usually do what I can in the computer quietly while I try not to wake anybody. I try to exercise during that time where it's, like, still dark in the morning because you need that for your mind. And then I get kids off to school. My kids wake up. They got to have breakfast. They got to get showered. They got to go to school. And then I come home and I do what I have to do with, you know, my investors or whoever else that I need to talk to. I hit the phones for a few hours. Then I go and I pick them up from school. Then I hang out with them and I do snack and whatever. And then I do evening smile and dial until, like, 730 and then whatever administrative tasks. And some days I even figure out how to squeeze in education and I don't even know when. <laughs> that sounds yeah, that Some sounds days like I very even <laughs> squeeze in showers. I wash my hair some days. You know, it's it's a lot. I'm stressed out just here. <laughs> I'm just like, wait, what? All right, so I wake up. 
shower, and do go nothing. to work, and then I eat like four burgers, and then I go back to work, <laughs> and then and then I go to sleep. Wait, what are your <laughs> favorite burger toppings? Honestly, mozzarella cheese. Really? Yeah. See that reaction? That's 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 not a good reaction. So all my burgers. Only mozzarella cheese. You see why I look at it? Like, I don't need lettuce. I don't need tomatoes. I don't need any of that stuff. So I eat like. All right, this is so weird. I eat my burgers with mozzarella cheese and like ketchup. Yo, I beat my addiction to ketchup. I was a ketchup addict for so many years, and I just dropped it. Wait, thumbs down on ketchup with mozzarella, first of all. Like <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not Italian. I'm not. I don't even say it properly. All my friends are Italian. They're just like, stop saying mozzarella. It's mozzarella. I'm just like, all right, yo, say my name properly next time then. You have to do this when you mozzarella. say it? <laughs> no, literally, all my friends. And, I'm, and sometimes I'm just like, yo, come on. You couldn't even. Pr- I cha- I legally changed my name. I don't even. We never talked about this. Oh, but you want to like, talk about this? No, no, no. Yeah, that's another topic. <laughs> but my name, I changed my name from Bashal to James. And my friends would like pronounce my last name completely <laughs> wrong Give and like they're like pronounce it mozzarella but then they pronounce my last name like my last name's chattery and they pr- butcher it completely i was like all right pronounce my name correctly too then bro what but would they say like chowder <laughs> yeah something like that i don't even know Chow- no, they're my boys shout out to shout out to all my italian boys <laughs> <laughs> i feel really italian tonight you know today we had pizza before the podcast yes, we did i'm in a Italian. jumpsuit you know, are in a jumpsuit. Yeah. I ate because I'm on keto, <laughs> keto diet. Forget I'm about on keto. it. I'm a, you're going to see throughout the podcast, I'm going to be slimming down, slimming down, slimming down until like I get to the point where I don't want to anymore. And then I might, you know, go off track. But by, by June, I'll be in good shape. You mean when you get sick of having bread with mayo and cheese on top? <laughs> no, no bread. Just, no, just burger with the, with the mozzarella. No burger at all. I mean, no bun. <laughs> so, no, okay. It's really weird. Just trust me. It's going to work. It's gonna work. We're gonna see. We're gonna we're gonna come back in six months I'm and see if you're still doing it. Is that I literally, I don't think so. Nah. It's not. My one of my one of my best friends in college, he um, we used to go to burger spots all the time and he could not have the burgers with the cheese. He'd have to have it separately. Yeah, no dairy and meat. Yeah. So it's I, I don't eat kosher. I'm I'm Muslim, so but I do have to eat halal, but I don't do that. I should start though. I'm Jewish and I don't eat kosher because I like bacon. I can't even eat bacon. That's the one thing I don't do. Like, I mean, I've seen you eat bacon. When have you seen me eat bacon? I, I'm not gonna put it out in the public. You've now. never seen me you eat bacon. You just aired him out. You were just like, Bust. <laughs> like, I need some. I need some proof of this. My dad watches the podcast. He's time. lying. Don't listen. To Sorry, him. Dad. <laughs> He's gonna get kicked out when he gets home. <laughs> but, no, um, but I don't eat bacon. But no, honestly, that's uh. I don't know what we were, what were we talking about. We went <laughs> on a no I said I eat my See, this first. This is the thing about the podcast. It always goes <laughs> so unexpected. That's like, uh, this wasn't on the script. But then again, we don't have a script. That's true. But now I just feel like we have to do a show where we each make our own burger. And we do like <laughs> our favorite <laughs> toppings. And we do like a comparison. I'm just like, now I need to know like what a mozzarella ketchup burger right. is like. When you try it, it'll be good. I know. Trust I'm going to have to report back. I don't, I don't eat meat. So, all right, well, you don't party. I've actually only seen him eat one time. I've only seen you eat one time in my life for some odd reason. Like, after the open house, I was like, Yo, you want to grab something to eat? I mean, he doesn't like me, so he doesn't want to eat with me anyway, (laughs) but like, he never eats business only. (laughs) I told you that. Super professional, right? Stop calling me at night, okay? It's awkward. I'm sorry. What were we even talking about before? I have no idea where we were. We were talking about my day. 
and Dang my kids. Awesome. What music do you listen to when you work out? So if you go on Spotify, there's two channels in particular that I like. Um, there's one called Electronic Focus, and there's one called Focus Flow. There's actually some psychology behind it about why it's enjoyable to listen to, but motivates you to focus on your tasks for the day. I don't really know more than that about it, but I do know that like you'll find me at my desk like this. Can you like, give us like a rhythm, a beat, or something that's similar? Like imagine 6 a.m. after hours lounge music. So like elevated music? No, but like, yeah, like elevated music plus electronic music. I know exactly what you're talking about. I listen I to no a, I listen to a thing called Brain Food on Spotify. That's exactly and I literally, what it is. Yeah, I, I can get through my work. I just have it like plugged in when I'm like, because it doesn't distract you, but like it's just something that like fills in whatever, like the empty space uh i listen to ariana grande so i can't i can't relate to you guys i'm not surprised <laughs> no i listen to, I, I have to listen to like very like violent rap music when i work out <laughs> wait hold on Yo. nothing against ariana grande she's awesome <laughs> but i listen to like dmx yeah i mean the gym when you work out that's yeah. something much different i do think i listen to some very ignorant stuff in the gym <laughs> <laughs> i do too but i'm honestly like changing how i look at um you know, just music in general. Like, obviously, music is cool. Like when you're when you're going out, like when you're at the gym. But honestly, like, I feel like I've come to a point where it's just like I'm not learning anything from what these people. Because I, I used to listen to like a lot of rap. Um, I'm not really li learning anything from what they're telling me. They're just like, oh, I have girls, I have money, I have drugs, like, and you don't. That's what they're saying. This a is lot a of family it. show. All right, like. we'll bleep out the we'll bleep out <laughs> that one part. But you know what I have been doing is like kind of like what started us too is like I do start I'm listening to podcasts I'm listening to things that like I may not have known in the past or like while I'm driving because I do drive a lot like I'm just like plugged into a podcast just like listening while I'm driving and it, instead of like me getting told like oh I have more money than you I'm just like let me show you you know I'm listening to something that says like let me show you how to make money or how to learn this or that or so how to make money yeah right yeah. Isn't it amazing how you can have nothing to do today and you could like basically go to school on your phone with YouTube and so with podcasts, you know, I just other people's podcasts like I, sometimes if I need ideas for lead generation, I literally go into Spotify podcasts and I just type in lead generation and other people's podcasts come up and other people's ideas are out there. It's it's right there for the taking. You just like have to have the resourcefulness and the in initiative to pick this up. Yeah. Everything, this phone has so much power. Yeah, but people are like steady busy taking selfies with it. You know, yeah. like, you know, there, there's... Are there's you throwing shade? I was thro taking so many selfies. I mean, before. I, I like definitely <laughs> took a selfie or two today because I have the Hulk dress on, you know, but, you know, that's not the only use for it. I mean, you could have a podcast from your, your phone and not have a mic or a studio. You could get education endlessly on your phone you could network on your phone i think it's a, a not always used the way it should be true two things i want to get into back to our uh gym <laughs> gym uh session thing we were talking about one random fact i growl to motivate myself when i'm, oh, when I'm working no. what do you make a noise i growl like a dog i'm telling you when i listen to dmx i like become <laughs> like yo prayers up to dmx he's in the yeah. hospital right now man that's yeah, true prayers, so, prayers up prayers for up. sure for sure We'll play a little uh, DMX clip on that, all right? We need, like, a little... Burp, yeah. Burp. yeah, but no, uh, really, I, I growl. Yo, you're so weird. You're so <laughs> yo, weird. So growl. accurate, though. Did yo, you but can you imagine Kevin in a quarter? <laughs> no, seriously, that's what, what I like, do when growling? I'm working out. 
<laughs> Yo, people look at me like I'm weird, but honestly, because you like, are weird. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, because if he works at just... Planet Fitness, you know that lunk fat is going on. Oh, it gets set off by Kevin Growling. Yeah. Yo, gotta get these reps up. <laughs> yeah, right? That's what DMX you look like. goes by in the background. <laughs> <laughs> um, other thing I wanted to t- jump into is podcasts. You have your own podcast as well. Yes, I do. Can you dive into that? So I don't know really why I started the podcast, but I knew I wanted to meet like everybody. And I thought that it was a good way to kind of start talking about like who I am, you know, putting myself out there started with the red house, hashtag the red house. If uh, you guys don't see it online, go there on Instagram. And, uh, after I got a certain amount of followers, viewers from what I was putting out about the red house, I was like, man, like I have more stuff to talk about. Like, I'm just going to start a show where I invite guests and do this. I'm going to get to know everybody and I'm going to do it on camera. Yeah, I mean, it's a great way to market and for people to see your personality, right? Sure. Because everybody looks at us like salespersons, right? right? And we're so much more than that. I mean, at least I think I am. Oh, you are. My mom says. Oh. All right. <laughs> 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 but uh, what's next for your podcast? Like, where, when is your next episode? So I have a bunch of guests lined up. Um, there'll be a, a new uh, new look to uh, the podcast. There's a lot Makeover. of Makeover. Yeah, a makeover. little bit of a makeover, um, but uh, I don't know if I'm ready to reveal. I think we're going to have to do mystery. Uh, mystery, okay, yeah. awesome, we like that. We gave this whole podcast room a makeover as well. We started with a green screen, and we didn't like it, so we just gave it this whole beautiful new look. It is beautiful. Yeah, a lot of cameras. I feel like we're uh, superstars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, honestly, I'm so surprised that we actually, like Kevin and I, when we started our podcast, he was like, yo, we should start talking about what we do, like our phone calls, because like we're literally on the phone for like a half an hour, like at a time. Not by choice. Like, <clears throat> I, it's by choice for me. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what we do is we we're literally just like talking about it. I was like, "Yo, you really think people want to listen to us being idiots for like thirty minutes straight?" But then I came to the conclusion that like <laughs> we actually do. Like we talk, we have fun. You know, we talk about things that people need to know about, sure. um, and like you know, informative topics. So we have like the middle of both, you know. So like that's what that's like kind of like the field we were going for, and you know, it, it's like people we have people like you who are like you know you have both sides. You have a personality, and like you know you also are a, a monster in the industry that you're in. You know. Thank so. you. I appreciate you saying that. But whenever someone says that to me, I say I'm not a monster yet, <laughs> but I promise you, in a year I will be. I know you will. Goals. Be. Hashtag. Goals. Hashtag goals. Yes. So. Um, we've been doing this giveaway, right? And we're going to pick the winner. We announced, we partnered up with Inspection Boys. Yeah, I'm going to pick today, the winner. Yes, yeah, so we wanted to announce that. We don't want people to think that it's bias, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or we have favorites or whatever. But shout out to all the people who definitely uh, joined the raffle. We have all your names in this cup right here. And instead of us picking it, you'll pick it. Okay. And I just want to, like, dump it out, you know, just so it's okay. like. They all have my name on it. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> he's not. He's not in. My it. name. <laughs> <laughs> so, please do us the honors. Okay. The winner is Fernando Resigno. Yeah, Fernando. There you go. Congratulations, Mazel Tov. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for being a part of that, um, Fernando. Not only do you win. 
Shout out to everybody else who uh, yeah who entered. But you also get to be on our what is it seventh eighth episode, right? Yes. Oh, awesome. So yeah, we'll be interviewing him, and uh, yeah, pretty exciting, pretty yeah, dope. That is awesome. Yeah. So thank you for being a part of that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, shout out to James too. James Hogan from EXP always tuning yes. in. Yes. Always showing love. Man. So we want to ask you. Our uh, producers here ordered this, and it's just random questions. Okay. And so she has to pick up her kids. So we have to do this quickly. We have to we have to do a rapid uh, rapid, rapid question. Yeah. All right, I'm ready. You for go it. first. I'm All ready right. for it. How many we doing? Five. Yes. Five. We're ready. <laughs> All right. I, I thought this was worse than it actually is. All right. So what would be one good thing about being the opposite sex? I would pee standing up. <laughs> <laughs> also, this is, these are women empowering yeah, cards. Yeah, this is inspiring women tabletop hicks. All yeah, right, I'm questions a s- inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> questions to start great conversations. So, all right, rapid question number two: What women's health issue would you most like to spread awareness about? I think that women don't have enough options and enough doctors that are honest with them about their options for birth control and not enough doctors give women the birth control they ask for. Mm. I got it. All right. Well, this. All right. So which disease would you most like to find the cure for? Um, that's heavy. That's a, that's a heavy one. And I think that being a Long Island woman, I think the only top of my head answer is breast cancer because it's really most prevalent here. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Before you even said that, I had that in my mind. I yeah. thought like she it's, was going to say breast it's cancer. It's more densely here than anywhere. All right. Next question. Ready, ready. Number four. Number four. If you were offered a seat on the next split, uh, space flight, would you take it? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wouldn't either. Why not? I don't even like going on roller coasters. My All right. How about um, this? No. You pick one and I'll, and I'll, 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 I'll read it to you. Why can't yeah. I read it? Because I don't want you to read it. All right. Which moment from your childhood do you draw draw on when you want to feel strong? When I want to feel strong. Mm, that's deep. I can barely read. So, <laughs> when so when my mom met my stepfather, I was only 5 years old, and he said um when he proposed to my mom, he said, um, "I want to be with you and Stacy forever." And looking back on it as an adult, I think that is the strongest thing to just be like, "I want to Take on your kid. You have a whole kid, and I'm going to be their parent. And that is, like, the baddest-ass thing to me in the whole world. Oh, that's that's deep. Wait, I'm going to ask what Kevin. That's deep. All right, what? Kevin. Why? Kevin. Come on. If you were – you know what? Let's just go with this. Have you found your deeper powers within yourself during a challenging time? Have I found my deeper um, – yeah. I mean, one thing I love is rebuttals. I love going against people who tell me no. And turning that no into a yes, and like every feeling. yeah, it is. It's awesome, because I train other agents too, and people on my team, and I mentor them as well. And that's one thing I teach them is like confidence is the biggest thing to have in this business. Once you have the confidence down, you'll feel like the Hulk, and you'll make other people have confidence. Yeah, and then you can do anything in the world. Like be like Stacy from One Talk. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be like you guys. <laughs> Yo, somebody asked me a question. I didn't get one. All right. Who's the kindest person you know? I am. Right. Yeah, All right. The kindest person I know, I know, too, I know too many, so I'm not going to answer that question because there's so many kind people in the world. Aww, so you're a soft one. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Yo, I'm 6'2". I bench 265. 
but I will give love to everyone. <laughs> Teddy bear status. Uh, my girlfriend just got a dog, and his name is Teddy, and he's actually the cutest thing in the world. Oh, that's awesome. It's a little peek palm It's, like, so tiny. peek palm Yeah, uh, peek geese Pomeranian. Uh. All right, real quick. I'm just going to – you could see this. dog. Yeah, I have no idea. That dog looks like one of those cats that ang- remember Angry Cat. Well, who was Angry Cat? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's so tiny. It's literally like. All right, way off topic. Anyways, we appreciate you coming by Thank and giving you us your time. Here's another one. Oh, yeah, nobody wait, cares. That's cute. That's <laughs> cute. <laughs> oh, wow, that is yeah, cute. There no, that's a cute. Dog. I changed my mind. <laughs> I changed my mind too. <laughs> <laughs> that dog is not made up. <laughs> It's the cutest thing I've seen. Yeah, no, today. that's a very cute dog. I, I, I'm sorry for what I said. It's okay. <laughs> She's gonna watch this episode. And be like, oh my gosh, how could you say that about Teddy? <laughs> Teddy's gonna be like, why are they talking to me like why? this? <laughs> so thank you again for stopping by. Thank you for having me. You've had a really good time. Um, signing out. All right. So James Chatter, United Mortgage. Follow me on Instagram. Find me on Facebook. Um, financed by James. Kevin Iglesias, associate broker. You'll have my information pop up here. Once again, Stacey, it was a pleasure having you on. Thank you. If Episode you have, six. Thank you. And if anybody has a house that's falling down or actively on fire right now, call me at 516-526-0881. Say that to the camera. There you go. Pitch 516-526-0881. There you, there you go. go. Episode six. Thank Cue you. Cue the outro. Thank you for tuning in to the Real Estate and Chill Podcast with James Chaudhry and Kevin Iglesias. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Also, share this with your friends, your enemies, your mother-in-law. No, seriously, this podcast is so fucking good, you might want to tell your ex. See you next time.